The gospel lesson from last week was from Luke 20. And you'll remember the question the Sadducees asked Jesus about marriage and the resurrection and how it is that Jesus' reply indicated that the participants in the resurrection will be those who are, quote, accounted worthy to obtain that world. Talked about how by implication it would seem as if there would be some who would not be deemed worthy, causing some, if not many, to be excluded. In that sermon, we explored the question about, well, what are the criteria for inclusion, and discovered that in the lessons from last week, at least one of those um, criteria had to do with steadfastness in faith. Being steadfast has to do with standing firm in one's convictions without drifting away. Our natural inclination as human beings is to drift. We can think about steadfastness as being related to both orthodoxy, which is right doctrine, and orthopraxy, which is right living. That is, to what extent does our living conform to our believing? At our Chesterton group last um, Saturday, um, one of the participants raised the qu question about, um, based on a, on a um, debate that they had seen between um, a group of Christians and a group of atheists about whether um, the Catholic Church, they were talking specifically about the Roman Church, whether the Catholic Church on the whole has been a good thing for um, for the world. And of course, um, the atheists argued that it hasn't been, um, and their evidence was um, things like the Spanish Inquisition and the pedophilia crisis that has plagued the uh, Roman Church in re recent times. When we were discussing the issue, um, Ray raised a question that perhaps they were asking the wrong question. That perhaps a better question might be whether or not the Christian church or the Catholic church, which is a universal church, has been um, a good thing for the world when its members have lived according to the tenets of its faith. So it may, not, it may not be the case that, that, um, that there's a problem with the doctrine as much as there's a problem with human beings living according um, to the tenets of that doctrine. Before we move away from the doctrine question, perhaps we need to think about what we mean when we talk about doctrine. Whose doctrine is orthodox? And how do you know? Since the Protestant Reformation of the 16th century, there's been an ever-expanding supply of revisionists who seek to modify the church's doctrine in one way or another to make it new and improved. 
Unfortunately, one of the effects of the Protestant Reformation, which was celebrated, by the way, on October the 31st, was that we went from one pope to everybody being their own pope, which has created more Christian authorities, quote-unquote, than one can possibly imagine. How much confusion has that trend generated in the church about what constitutes orthodox doctrine? During World War II, people were living in crisis. Secularism had begun making deep inroads into the Christian ethos. People were wondering what it is that they were to believe. In order to bring order in matters of faith, to enable Christians to respond to the crisis that surrounded them in their time, C.S. Lewis did a series of radio broadcasts on what constituted the essential aspects of Christian faith. Once the denominational peculiarities were factored out. His broadcasts were later distilled into a book which many of you have hopefully read and prayed over entitled Mere Christianity. Ray suggested that perhaps what we need is a catechism that lays out the fundamentals or the bedrock of Christian faith. There are such major treatises out there. But Ray was suggesting that perhaps we need a succinct and clearly stated version, sort of a Cliff's Notes edition of Christian faith, if you will, that would work in a culture where people are not inclined to delve deeply into things, but rather look for brief sound bites and abridged editions of everything. Ray's observation may well be correct. Listen to the words of Jesus in the gospel lesson for today. Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. Also listen to how St. Paul advised the Thessalonians. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. Jesus is saying that there will be people who come along who will speak as one having authority in the name of Christ, and they will be deceivers. They will have altered the doctrine and will be teaching their variations as being legitimate expressions of Christian faith. How can you recognize them? They proclaim, quote, a word, end quote, that deviates from the tradition as it was once delivered to the saints. And there is no underlying system of accountability. They take pride in being non-denominational, which is shorthand for what I'm telling you isn't being juried by anyone. St. Paul advises the Thessalonians to have no part with such people. Stay away from them. Yet in our time, people are flocking to those gatherings. Notice I didn't call them churches. Are flocking to those gatherings in droves. 
St. Paul tells the Thessalonians that they should follow him and his example. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us, for we behaved not ourselves disorderly among you. St. Paul spoke with apostolic authority. He laid hands on others upon whom he imbued apostolic authority. With the exception of Anglicanism, all Protestant denominations eliminated apostolic authority and each Christian began doing that which was right in his own eyes. The same practices that occurred in the book of the Judges and we know how that worked out. When the Protestant Reformation abandoned the authority of the papacy as the guardian of doctrine, the reformers had to find a substitute authority and settled on scripture alone, what became known as sola scriptura. Now, the reality is that all true Christians subscribe to the authority of Holy Scripture. If you encounter Christians who, or people who claim to be Christians and do not subscribe to the authority of Holy Scripture, you need to part company with them pretty quickly. The problems in the Roman church of the late medieval period was not with their interpretation of Scripture, but rather how they deviated from it in pursuit of an alternative agenda. Even Pope Francis acknowledges that there were substantial problems in the magisterium during that period in history. So where does that leave us in the Protestant church? It leaves us with the Holy Bible, which is a good thing, but with no guidelines for interpreting its contents. Effectually, what happened in the Reformation is that Protestants replaced the authority of the church hierarchy with each Christian being the arbiter of what constitutes biblical truth. Talk about a dangerous trend. As I said, we went from having a magisterium or college of bishops as the interpretation authority to having each person being their own pope. And when you pose that dilemma to these mavericks, that have appeared on the horizon in our time, the response you often get in return is that the Holy Spirit is guiding them in their interpretation of Scripture. But look around at all the disparate interpretations of their scriptural doctrines. If the Holy Spirit is guiding all of them, then the Holy Spirit has no internal consistency whatsoever in the work that he does which, quite frankly, is impossible for me to believe. It's more my sense that the reality of the situation is that these people are relying on their own judgment and intuition alone. I don't want to pin their heresies on the Holy Spirit when each of them is out there doing that which is right in his own eyes, with no one looking over his shoulders to advise and consent. So how does one know who's legitimate, especially when you have preachers who are prating around on television and online proclaiming their rendition of who Jesus was and is and what constitutes proper doctrine? Fortunately, there are some safeguards that we can use. First, we have the creeds. It is a good thing to think of the church as the creed states. We are one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We'll affirm that later as we do each Sunday. 
If there is no apostolic authority, there is no church. Did you get that? If there is no apostolic authority, there is no church. According to the Nicene Creed, the church is Catholic. St. Vincent of Laren said that Catholic faith is that which was believed by all people at all times and in all places. Fortunately, there is a litmus test for Catholicity. What does the preponderance of the evidence say from the early church fathers? Now, you may say the church fathers didn't always agree. That's right. They didn't. But they agreed on the issues that were essential to Christian faith. There were some church fathers, such as Origen and Tertullian, for example, who had a lot of really good things to say to inform our understanding of the faith, but they also held some positions that the other fathers believed to be spurious. And you will notice that there is no saint that precedes their names. The lesson is that when you read them, be careful. If you're being approached by people advocating a Christianity that is composed of first-generation ideas with no underlying support other than, I believe the Bible, turn around and run away from them as quickly as you possibly can get away. They are dangerous people. Second, be automatically leery of contemporaries who seek to revise the faith as it was once delivered to the saints in order to appease the dominant secular culture. These are people who eliminate values and doctrines that have withstood the test of time, but in their view are no longer necessary or essential to the faith. Say no to them out of hand. There are groups springing up all over the place who take pride in being, quote, non-denominational, end quote. They have no bishops. The New Testament and the early church fathers were very clear about the prescribed structure of church government. It was not a cafeteria plan where you take what looks good and pay for it later. These contemporary groups are not part of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church that we affirm in the creed. They're merely dissenters who want to create their own structure or, or who prefer to have no structure at all, masquerading as being Christian. All legitimate groups have a hierarchy. It is the nature of human systems. It was the structure of creation. Third, pray the scriptures and discern what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you from them. And the Holy Spirit will not tell you anything that he hasn't told the church through time immemorial. The Holy Spirit is not prompting you to revise the structure that he put in place, but he may be instructing you about how to go about implementing it. Discern what you think you are being told. Test the spirits. Does it conform with the faith as it was once delivered to the saints? Christianity is communal. Autonomous functioning is neither virtuous nor desirable in that regard. Mavericks have no place. Fourth, 
Don't be seduced by an understanding of, quote, unity, end quote, that demands that you compromise on doctrines that have been a part of the church from her beginning. Doctrine is bedrock and does not change with the times. Doctrine is unaffected by secular culture. It is what it is. Now, disciplines may need to change, but there must be an orderly process for such changes to follow. Fifth, study, study, study. There's an old saying among musicians about how do you get to Carnegie Hall? And the answer to that is practice, practice, practice. How do you remain steadfast in the faith? Study, study, study. Pray, pray, pray. Earlier, I referred to the spiritual drift tendency. Be disciplined in your study. It will help you remain firm where you are. As we approach the close of another church year and have our attention drawn to last things, I challenge you to remain firm in your faith. Do not allow yourselves to be swayed by winds of doctrine that are predicated on the winds of change. Remain firm.